You're listening to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast, powered by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce and regional leaders like Bemis Associates. Let's make amazing. Why should your business be a member of the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce? It's actually quite simple. The Chamber is dedicated to protecting and promoting the local business community. Our primary goals? To advance the region, help business owners network and grow, and to advocate on behalf of the business community. Joining the Chamber makes good business sense. We invite you to join the nationally recognized North Central Massachusetts Chamber today. Call 978-353-7600 or visit northcentralmass.com. Hello and welcome to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. Travis Condon here with my colleague Kat Deal from the North Central Massachusetts Chamber. We are continuing our On the Road series. We're in Clinton today at 203 Union Street at the Museum of Russian Icons. And Kat, who is our guest across from us in your beautiful library? I just want to say that I feel as though we're very international today because we have the director of the museum, Simon Morsink, is joining us. And Simon has is our first international guest, I think. Wow. He is. He is. So Simon, so, welcome to the program. Welcome. Thank you for having me. So Simon, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about your background um, and how you've come here more recently as the executive director. But before we start that, can you tell us about the Museum of Russian Icons for those who haven't been here before? And if you haven't been, you need to visit. Of course. What exactly is a Russian icon? Ah, that's a good start. <laughs> <laughs> A Russian icon is a um, is a religious image, um, mostly painted on on wood for the uh, Orthodox Church, for the Russian Orthodox Church. Icons were used in churches, were used at home. So uh, when you go to Russia, uh, you come across many many icons. It's a it's a fantastic world. It's it's a, um, it's it's um, a tradition of almost two thousand years old. Wow. And for the Russian people, do they do you pray to the icons, or is it kind of just like having an image just there to remind you of your religion, sort of thing? Like how important are these icons to that I, culture? Icons are extremely important. It is a uh, uh, it is not just uh, a religious image. It is much more than that. It is um, a sacred image. So um, um, icons are. Uh, being venerated, they're not being worshipped. That is, that is a very important difference. But they are being venerated, mm-hmm. and um, uh, for well, Catholic, uh, let's say Catholic religious images is not like that. You just depict saints and you depict uh, events from the from the uh, Bible, but you do not venerate them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's an essential difference between icons and religious images in general. I think that's an important distinction because folks might not understand that um, until they come here and learn from you or from any of the docents oh, or absolutely. other volunteers that are here. Absolutely. And I understand this collection here is the biggest in the United States. Is that is that true? Yes, it is true. And it is truly unique. This is a unique museum that we are having here in, uh, in Clinton. <laughs> um, and um, it is a place uh, that is specialized in, in icons. And it is actually the only specialized icon museum in the uh, United States of America. So I think Clinton uh, can be very proud of that. And, well, you're totally right. When you have not been here yet, uh, please come over and see it because it is magnificent. When you uh, go through the entrance door, um, well, then you see this, this it's a small treasury. 
with um, with an amazing collection of uh, of art. So Simon, the history of the way the building came to be um, and the art collection came to be is is a fascinating story, which I know. But could you give a little background on how the collection started? Oh yes, it is a fascinating story. It is the story of uh, of uh, our founder Gordon Langton, who. Um, well, um, founded this, this company, Nipro, a, a multinational with um, plants all over the world, and um, in Russia as well, in Moscow. And um, Gordon traveled a lot, of course, and uh, well, he was more or less living, living on a plane. Uh, and Moscow was his, 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 he was fascinated by Russian people and Russian culture. And at a certain moment, uh, he bought his first icon. We still have it in our collection. It's a St. Nicholas icon. And, um, well, from that moment on, he was uh, lost. And um, he started collecting. And he bought many, many icons over the years. Almost, uh, well, our collection contains now over 1,000 Russian icons. So it's, it's a huge collection. Wow. And this collection is so big that, well, at, it, originally it was uh, at his home and, and, well, we all know how, how <laughs> things go, uh, <laughs> place, and, 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 well, at a certain moment he decided that he, to give back to the community and to Clinton to, to, to found uh, a museum. And that's where we are now. It was uh, built, uh, well, opened 16 years ago. There were some, some, well, enlargements, and well, this is the place that we are now. The rest is history. And this building has a lot of history as well. Um, oh, for, sure. And if you haven't been here, you need to go to the basement. Um, and if you haven't seen what's down in the basement, you need to take a look. Simon, do you, can you talk a little bit about the building and how it came to be and what is in the basement? In the basement? Well, that is very scary. So uh, you really should go and see the museum, uh, not only for the icon, but also for the building. When you look when you look at it from the outside, it is modest, and that is it is very much like many of these these uh, red brick buildings that you see here in Massachusetts. But when you go inside, uh, it is very modern. It is a, a spectacular design. Um, so people are really wowed when they come into this uh, this uh, building, and then you go downstairs, and uh, there's a lot of history there, and it's still intact. And I think, uh, well, well, I shall. Well, let, let's say, let's say what it is. There are prisons. <laughs> and so if someone comes here and misbehaves, that's where they exactly, have to go. That's where they exactly. end up. Exactly. So uh, do not touch the icons because when you do that, we have a very good a way to to handle uh, to handle that. <laughs> we have prisons that are that are well, they're beautifully restored. Mm -hmm. So they're also uh, well, very much worth uh, coming over for and, and have a look at. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It is a building full of history, an old mill building. And, yes. yeah. um, and then I believe a bank at one time it obviously oh, yes. held a jail. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's worth the trip just to see that, but the art is amazing. And you said you have over thousands of pieces of, or thousand pieces yes. now. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because it is a very modern building. When you walk in, it's a glass encased staircase and it's a spiral staircase and it's beautifully done. But over the years, obviously, not all of the pieces here are from Gordon. Have How have you acquired, how has the museum acquired the other pieces that have come to the collection? And you also have rotating 
exhibits. Oh yes, that is very important, of course, for for any museum. And um, we have um, people are donating to our museum, uh, and not just Russian icons, also Greek icons and 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 Veneto Cretan icons. Um, and we have well bought icons. The museum is um, is actively buying icons. Um, um, so uh, we are constantly working on our collection. Well, again, now in here, our museum, the problem is, of course, um, the room. Uh, it's, it's, we cannot sh display all icons that we have in our collection, so we have to, uh, to choose. And um, we are currently working on a, um, well, the main gallery, which is the uh, beautiful gallery when you go upstairs. Uh, and showing, well, on a program to show our best icons, the, the highlights of Gordon's collection. Uh, in all probability, we will open a renovated new main gallery at the end of this year. Yeah. Oh, wow. But it's always complicated, you know, with collections, you have to, uh, well, uh, there's so much that you want to show, and, and uh, that, that's, that's impossible. So you have to really um, think things through very thoroughly. Yeah. How do you weigh what you're going to show with the space that you have? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What we are doing, we are, um, well, actually, um, last year was a transitional year for the museum. Mm -hmm. And um, our founding director, Ken Russell, uh, retired. Uh, and I came over from the Netherlands to, uh, uh, to be the new executive director of this place. So what we are doing now, we are working on our strategic planning for the coming five years. And part of that uh, is our collections policy. Uh, we are very much looking now into how are we going to work with our collection? Uh, what are we going to exhibit? Uh, and maybe even deaccession. Uh, uh, there's also a part of the collection that we might deaccession. So um, we are working with a, a special committee for that. And um, there are the stakeholders that we are discussing uh, this, this with. Yeah. So Clinton, Massachusetts, big plane ride, I should say, <laughs> away from the Netherlands. Tell oh, us yeah. what drew you to yeah. the Museum of Russian Icons oh, when yes. they were looking for a, a new director. You know, the main thing is I really love icons. Icons is my, that's my world. And I have lived with Icons for all my life. We are second generation. Well, we is my brother and I, we had a gallery, uh, a commercial art gallery in Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. So I worked as an art dealer for over 30 years uh, as a specialist in Russian icons, Greek icons and Byzantine art. Um, and, um, you know, um, for me, I have, I had achieved everything that you know can think of. I sold uh, great pieces to uh, collectors all over the world. I sold to uh, some great museums, also to the icons, Byzantine icons, to the, for example, the Metropolitan Museum in New York. And uh, this was a moment for me that I thought, well, um, it's time for me to share my experience and my knowledge with a much larger audience. I very much enjoyed working with my, my collectors, the clients, and they are friends of mine, many of them. Uh, but now it's time for me to share. And um, well, then um, 
what what can you do better than come over to the states <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and become the new uh, executive director of this uh, this beautiful museum i think that um, <clears throat> it's it's in the United States. There is not a place like this, and uh, I really care about icons, and I think that um, it is important to um, to support this world of icons and Eastern Christian art, and that's why I'm I'm here now. Yes, I have to say that you know it is very special to have this. Um, this is the only one, yeah. and you do specialize in Russian icons. But you have mentioned a few other of the icons that you guys are collecting, and I've seen some of the 50s, 1950s. Um, there was a display here in 2019, I believe. Um, it was very bomb era, and it was very pop art, and it was down in the basement. Mm -hmm. So, can you talk about some of the non-Russian icons? Um, the exhibits that you have? Yes, we have had many, many. That's all before I arrived yeah. here in the museum. But we have had uh, many exhibitions on all different uh, topics related to Russia and Russian cultures. And these were great exhibitions. Um, uh, real fun. Um, but it's, it is a moment now that we are thinking about, well, um, what is the future of our museum? Are we going to proceed with these exhibitions? Um, of course, the world has changed. Mm -hmm. um, we, over the past few years, uh, the museum has already been looking at how to embrace new audiences and, and expand to um, Greek icons to, in order to, to well, to, to reach out to, to new people and, and embrace the whole um, world of Eastern uh, Christian art. And um, I think that is um, what we are going to do in the coming years. And there is, of course, the situation with, uh, with this tragedy that is, that is in, in going on in Ukraine, of course, and that doesn't make things uh, easier for us um, because, of course, this is, uh, well, this is an incredible uh, thing, this war. And, and uh, we... Um, um, as you have probably seen, at the front side of our building, there's this Ukrainian flag. And, of course, we support uh, the, the courageous people of, uh, of, of Ukraine. And also, of course, the people in Russia. Uh, that is, these people, many of these people are in a very complicated situation now. Uh, of course, we also support the people that, um, well, oppose Putin, which is not easy. And you mentioned the founders. Um kind of love for, for everything over in Russia and, and the Russian culture. And I think now, um, more than ever, as you, you mentioned, the war and this complicated situation, I think it's so important to have that understanding of other cultures. And you look back at the U.S. and Russian history, mm -hmm. and it's always two of the big superpowers and, and the Cold War. And I think of how much of an asset something like this is to kind of be that bridge mm -hmm. between mm -hmm. two very opposing world mm -hmm. viewpoints mm -hmm. at times. Yes, Oh, absolutely. Russia is a, is a um, uh, well, it is a great country with a great history and culture. And um, that, is, um, that is so interesting. And that has very little to do with what is happening now. The, uh, the contemporary situation, the, the, the situation that, that, that we are now in. So, um, of course, um, we want to uh, show that this is a great culture. 
And I understand one of your current exhibits is actually pretty politically current, having to use ammo boxes. Ah. <laughs> and I, I think this fits into what's happening right yeah. now with Ukraine and, and with oh, Russia. Yeah. And I was wondering if you could speak more about that exhibit and then also um, dive into throughout the years with icons, new icons being made, are they often influenced by world events and by political events? Hmm. The, um, uh, the current exhibition that we are having, well, actually it's an installation. Mm -hmm. There are three icons, uh, modern icons, painted on ammunition boxes, well, on the board of an ammunition box. Uh, and, well, it's a fascinating story. These... Um, these ammunition boxes were used uh, several months ago. They were still in, in, in Ukraine. They were used for the war. And there's this, this uh, Ukrainian artist couple that, um, that started this project. It's a charity project uh, to, um, well, the whole idea is, and I find that very, very beautiful, is to transform uh, death into love and life. And of course, ammo boxes represent death, uh, and the icons represent love and life. So this is a great project, and uh, it's a charity project. So the proceedings go to the um, voluntary hospital that is very active at the, the front line of the war. So this is a great exhibition. It's a dramatic um, installation. So, well, again, Come and go uh, see it. We're going to take a break right now. We'll be back. Continue our conversation with Simon Morsink, the executive director at the Museum of Russian Icons at 203 Union Street in Clinton. The business world is more competitive than ever, and running a business has never been more challenging. The North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce is here to help with trusted resources, a strong business network, and a support system to keep your business and North Central Massachusetts moving forward. We invite you to join the nationally recognized North Central Massachusetts Chamber today. Call 978-353-7600 or visit northcentralmass.com. Welcome back to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. Travis Condon and Kat Deal. Joining you today is Simon Morsink, the executive director of the Museum of Russian Icons at 203 Union Street in Clinton. And do you find that over the years, icons have been affected by other political events or the, the climate in Russia at the time? Always. Always, yes. So it's beyond yeah. just painting a, a saint. It, it has to do with the world events well, around it. it. Is, it the, the world of icons is a very interesting world because it's a, um, uh, it's a very conservative, traditional world. Mm -hmm. So what the icon painters do, they always uh, use the examples of prototypes, uh, but they, they paint in the style of the area that they are living in. And there are always these little differences and always these little political things that you can find. It is very, very interesting. Yeah. You know, the, what's the oldest icon you have? I've seen it upstairs. What is the oldest icon you have on the, display? The oldest icon is from the 15th century. 15th century. Yeah, 15th century. And so this is an art form that has transcend time, um, yes. as you have 15th century and you have ones that have just been produced in yes, the last few months. Yes, that is fascinating. Yeah. It is. And the whole art is even, well, the, the art of icon painting started um, at the beginning of Christianity. So it's, it's, a, it's essentially a Byzantine art. Uh, so it's very old. It's almost 2,000 years old, which is totally fascinating. And the interesting thing is because of it is 
it is a conservative art and a very different uh, art from our Western art. We are always looking for new, for new things, new ideas. And this art, this icon painting, you you can because it is so traditional and conservative, still feel or catch ideas um, from the beginning of Christianity, from almost two thousand years ago. It's still in the icons. You can still feel that. That's amazing. It's it's just it transcends time. Absolutely. Yeah, it yeah. definitely does. And do you find big variations too, depending on where? the icon is from, whether it's from Russia or, as you mentioned, Greek. And then you've got so many different Eastern European countries where the Byzantine empires come in. Oh, and then yeah. you've got, you had the Soviet Union, so I'm sure that plays into it. Do you see big variations depending on where in, in Europe or Asia it's from? Oh, yeah. And that is that is also fascinating, that there are all these differences in styles and in, in well, iconography, uh, all these local variants. and Absolutely. Uh, I personally, I'm very much interested in, in Cretan icons as well and Veneto Cretan icons, which is Venice was a, a real crossroads of, of cultures where you see this mixture of Catholic art and Orthodox art. And that is, it's all fascinating. It's, uh, it's, it, it's, it's a big world. It's not just Russia. Russia is a, a very important part of it. Mm-hmm. And Russia is, um, uh, Russian icons are the core of who we are. And we have a great collection of Russian icons. And uh, in the future, we will uh, continue to, to, to promote uh, this uh, Russian art and culture in our collection. But um, I'm very much looking forward to uh, also, well, again, we, we've talked about this, but um, embrace the, these other cultures. And there's Ethiopian icons, which is another field. Afri- African icons. It's fascinating. Yeah, it, It's another style. It's another tradition. But these are orthodox cultures. I love that that it's much more than just Russian icons here at the museum. Yes. Um, is there any upcoming exhibits that you uh, want to share some details mm, about? No. <laughs> what we'll have, we'll have a, um, and uh, we have not talked about that yet, but that is a very, another very interesting uh, um, exhibition that, that we will be having. And that is an exhibition where we will compare uh, retablos, Mexican religious images to Russian icons. So this is a, a fascinating exhibition. Um, I think, uh, especially for Clinton and the region, where there are many Spanish-speaking uh, people, mm. and they're very much welcome to uh, come and see that exhibition that will open uh, early March this year. That's amazing to see. To, so they'll just be side to side to see the differences and the similarities. Yes. I would assume there'll be much yes. more similarities than maybe people might think. Yes, yes. So that, well, that will be a, a, an intriguing exhibition you know, oh. where you can compare these two different cultures. And there are many similarities indeed. And also differences. Of course, yeah. of course. Yeah. And we do have a very um, large Spanish-speaking population in our region, and I'm excited yes, that that's yeah. coming here. And yeah. I hope that uh, we can get some more people out to check that out. I know I'm going to come and check it out for sure. Oh, that's great. Absolutely. Yeah. And we've both come out for private events. Um, if someone wants to come out and visit the museum, uh, whether it's for a private event or to just view the collections you have on display or the current exhibits or installations, what are the hours of the museum? Uh, we are open... Um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, four days a week. 
Um, and we start at 11 and close at 4. And I assume that you probably have school trips that come through. Oh, sure. Yes. We love that. It's always fun to have uh, all these kids here over uh, in, in the museum. Uh, and not just uh, schools, but also um, college students. And uh, we are a place to, uh, well, of course, to get in- inspired uh, by, by the art, by icons, but also to learn. Uh, because that is a uh, that's a very important part of our mission that we uh, that we're here to well to educate people yeah, absolutely about different cultures yeah, fascinating cultures yeah. I, I can't imagine being a, ch- a young like middle schooler and coming up and looking at something and saying that's five centuries ago that yeah. is 500 years old yeah. 600 years old it, it's just an amazing way to connect the youth to the past. Um, and to this amazing art form. And I love the fact that we've been lucky enough at the chamber to have a private event here. Um, and so you do allow private events. Oh, um, yes, we do. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And, and this is a great way also to, um, to spread the word and to, uh, to have people in our museum that would probably, well, not have come otherwise. So that is fantastic. Yeah. We, it, we love to do that. Yeah, we loved it. We everyone that was here, we were on the top floor, and we, you know, we were having a, a reception with amazing hundreds of years old art around us. That is fascinating. It really but, is. It yeah. was. It added something very special to yes. the event, and I highly suggest working with the team here and having your private event here. Oh, thank you so much. It's uh, that's really great, and uh, I'm so happy that you enjoyed it so much. And it is. You're right. It is a such a unique place where you can see these 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 objects that are centuries old they're all originals right it is, these are really this is these are the originals that you can 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 see here so it, it it's a whole other uh, layer that that you that you bring to your event or to to your reception whatever you're doing yeah, absolutely a hundred percent and it was so great to be able to have that opportunity to meet with the docents here mm-hmm. and and get a tour and it's one thing to look at these exhibitions and to read some of the descriptions but to have somebody explaining it to you i think adds a whole nother layer and that just i think made the event all that more special and it was i think it was very exclusive as well because there was they only took a few people out um, for two times mm-hmm. because they wanted to make sure that people could hear and make it an intimate situation. And yeah. for those who got the tours with the docents, it was amazing. I'm so happy that you're bringing this up because this is one of the very special features of our museum mm-hmm. is that we have th- these fantastic uh, docents, these volunteers that are really doing a great job. They're very knowledgeable and they are here every day that we are open. So four days a week, you can just come over it's visitors that come in they can ask for a docent and they will get a tour a private tour or if they like with their family or with with their friends or just a few people that are walking around you can have a private tour on what is shown here in the museum so that is fantastic and that's open to everyone yeah to to make that so accessible is a great service because a lot of people might not understand what they're looking at or the importance of what they're looking at. So to have a dose and have someone who is so well-versed in the art that they're looking at to give them that knowledge is, it is a very special experience and it is a great exclusive, exclusive thing Mm -hmm. to be able to do here at the museum. Now, Simon, earlier when we were talking about you coming here to be the new executive director and you mentioned being a second generation family Mm -hmm. with art. Yes. What was it that first drew you 
to icons. Were you, was this a, a medium that your parents were very involved in? It was my father. Mm. Yes, my father, he started the business in the uh, 70s and I grew up with icons. So we were discussing icons uh, at the kitchen table. Uh, every time my father uh, had bought a new icon, then, well, we just, my brother and I and uh, the three of us, we discussed it. We looked at it, at the, the front, the, the paint layers, what is depicted, the backside, uh, how old is the board. So that, is, that was a, a great way of learning a lot yeah. about icons. So you got a schooling at a very early age. Absolutely. And that is such an advantage. Later on, I started my, uh, my study art history uh, mm-hmm. at the university. So I'm, I'm an art historian. But that is, um, um, well, that is very, very theoretical. Uh, and the great thing was that from an early age on, uh, I already, you know, I touched the icons. And I learned so much from my father and from our discussions. So, um, well, that's, that's how it all started. Yep. Now, as an art historian, you know, here we are in 2023. How important is it to still preserve pieces and places like this? It, it is, uh, I think that is extremely important because um, if you uh, do not do that, you lose your, uh, your roots. It's very important for us to, uh, to realize uh, where we come from and um, to learn about other cultures because we are, uh, well, especially in our days, we are very much, you know, we are all, this is a polarized world and it's, I think it's important to uh, see that there were many other cultures, other traditions, other people that had different ideas and opinions and there's a lot of value in that. Uh, so I think art is, um, I think art is extremely important, and to preserve it is, uh, I think, much more important than uh, people realize. Yeah. I agree. Art is for everyone. Absolutely, art and is it for is forever. Everyone. I mean, we will all die in the end, <laughs> uh, and and the art will still be there, and that is a that is a fascinating thing to realize. I mean. We talked about these icons from the 15th century. They were painted by, by monks. They lived in the 15th century. And they made these icons not for themselves, but for God. And now we are here in Clinton, Massachusetts. <laughs> and we are looking at these, these icons that were painted 500 years ago by Russian monks, which is a fascinating thing to realize. And when you learn about the background and how, what the ideas were and what they were thinking of and then it's, it's, it's extremely valuable, I think, not just um, for now, but also for future generations. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And for those who are looking for more information about coming out to visit, booking a private event, or just learning more about the collection and more about icons, where can they go? Uh, you can, of course, visit our website. Uh, and there's a lot of information on our website, uh, or give the museum a call, and we can give you all the information that you'd like to have. But I think it's best if you come and visit. Absolutely, yes. Please do. Yes. Simon, thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to chat with us here on the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast and, and teaching us so much about the Museum of Russian Icons. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Come see the Museum of Russian Icons over at 203 Union Street in Clinton, 
We'll be back next week for another episode of the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. You've been listening to Inside North Central Massachusetts. This podcast is produced by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce. For more information on this episode, links to other episodes, or if you have any questions, please visit northcentralmass.com.